Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Friday, April 24th, 2020. We made it through another week, guys. One more week off the board. We are almost to May. Little by little, we will get there. So it's been a great week of guests and interviews. It's been so much fun. We're going to take a few days off here on Saturday and Sunday, but we'll be back at it on Monday. I can promise you that. We're going to have some great guests already lined up and ready to go. I want to thank Jeff Leving again for yesterday's interview, the Major League Baseball radio broadcaster of the Milwaukee Brewers. It was a lot of fun catching up with him. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. But today we have Joe Stegner on the show. He is a current college baseball umpire, also does some Uber driving. He uh, used to umpire minor league baseball, spent nine years uh, in professional baseball, got to AAA. He's going to talk about everything under the sun uh, going on in, in Boise, Idaho these days. He also was a college basketball coach, so he's going to share all of his experiences. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I had a great time last night watching the NFL draft. It was very unique. Totally different with it being from like everyone's basements and uh, living rooms. It was really, really uh, different, but but kind of kind of intriguing, kind of unique, and and I enjoyed it. I was just thrilled to have some form of sports out there again. I thought the NFL Network and ESP. I thought everyone did a great job, and uh, kudos to the NFL for making the best out of a very bad situation. There wasn't really any huge surprises. Joe Burrow going number one. Tua to the Dolphins, uh, Justin Herbert to the Chargers. Th- those were kind of the big names, the big quarterback names uh, at least. And uh, just so much fun to see the, the names on the television screen, the, the, the teams, uh, to see some NFL careers getting started, and also to, to see some of the, the projections of, that these guys in suits are making, right? And, and you know, they're usually, <laughs> they're usually wrong, but it's fun to see some of their projections pan out. And here we are in late April. They're, as of now, they're not going to play football until September. And who knows if that gets pushed back or not. But it's still a great uh, great time watching the NFL draft. There's two more days of it. The second and third round tonight on Friday evening. And then uh, the remainder, remaining rounds on Saturday. So I'm a football junkie. I'm going to be glued to the TV watching every round, every pick. Just... I'm hungry for some sports, and this is the closest thing we we get. I usually watch it every year anyway, but I'm uh, just really excited. Had a great time watching it last night and uh, looking very much forward to uh, rounds two and three this evening. My Rams uh, weren't scheduled to to have a a first-round pick, and and that's okay. You know, (laughs) Uh, I'm not thrilled with some of the decisions they've made recently, but but that's time for another show uh, (laughs) as of now. Uh, we'll see what happens, and, and the season is a long ways away. But but this kind of kicks off the season. You know, the league the league year started with some some moves, and Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, and uh, Gronkowski signing with them or getting traded to them, coming out of retirement. It's just been a, a fun uh, week here, thinking about football, and, and it gives us a little bit of hope. Like everyone's in their basements and living rooms, and everyone is is at an undisclosed uh, location, or, or they're disclosed, but everyone's at a separate location. 
uh, but but still, it gives you a little bit of hope that okay, we're, we're getting ready for something at least. You, you can you can talk all you want about maybe Major League Baseball starting, maybe basketball playoffs continuing or, or starting at some point, but there hasn't been any uh, significant moments in those directions. This is the first real moment to me where things have gotten a taste of normal, at least, a taste of how it used to be. Uh, it's a, it's a buildup, a preparation for an upcoming season that, yes, is many months away, but this always gets the the season kind of kicked off, especially for us us football junkies. So I am excited. I had a great time watching last night, and uh, you know, it. What else are you gonna watch? You you want to watch? Uh, I, I'm into some great Netflix shows, and we finished Bosch the other night. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things I want to watch, but quite frankly, I'm used to coming home and watching sports every night watching replays and highlights and, and all these things. And, and uh, you know, make fun of me if you want, but everyone's home anyway and bored. So uh, be bored with the NFL draft. <laughs> At least I, I was. I was not bored. I was extremely happy. And uh, anyway, I, I've rambled enough about the draft. I've always looked forward to the draft this year in particular just because there was nothing else going on. So uh, that's that's about enough of that. But... Uh, some other news, guys. We we added another uh, social media aspect to our show. We added a an Instagram account. We now have an Instagram account. Uh, Get Home Safe Podcast is the Instagram name, and it's just a way for us to again promote more, put some more pictures out, along with the Facebook photo and the Twitter photo that we put out the night before, kind of. Uh, promoting the upcoming guests to put a face with a voice for the uh, the following day. So we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to do it on the uh, Instagram page as well. So it's pretty easy to remember. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have an email address. We try to keep it the same and similar for you. Our email address is gethomesafepodcast at yahoo.com. That's the best way to write in and, and contact us. We have a Facebook page that is also Get Home Safe Podcast. We have our Instagram, which is Get Home Safe Podcast. All three of those are the same. The one that is a little different just because Twitter limits your, your number of, uh, of characters and such is the Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. So Get Home Safe Pod is our Twitter handle. Everything else is Get Home Safe Podcast for the Facebook page, for the Instagram, and the email is gethomesafepodcast at yahoo.com. So pretty easy to remember. If you haven't done so already, go on, give us a like on Facebook, uh, follow us, our, our page. If you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, you'll get all this content. If you, it, We're just trying to provide you options. If maybe you're only an Instagram guy or only a Twitter guy, uh, we just want to make sure we're reaching out to everybody. So if you're on all three, you're going to see a lot of Get Home Safe podcast material. Uh, and thank you to those who forwarded it, retweeted it, all that good stuff. We get, we're getting contacted by a few more people uh, earlier uh, last night and, and during the day just about uh, they're liking the show. They're, they're hearing some good stuff, and, and they'd like to even come on. So we are totally full next week. I will let you know who all our guests are for next week after we talk with Joe Stegner today for our closing segment. Uh, that way you kind of know uh, what you're looking forward to 
uh, next week. But right now, let's get to Joe Stegner. He's got a lot to talk about. He's a quirky guy. He's got a few things he said that, that really made me laugh and chuckle. And uh, make sure you give him a listen. He will definitely entertain you. So let's get right to it, Mr. Joe Stegner. All right, we're joined today by someone from the Pacific Northwest, way up in Boise, Idaho. Name is Joe Stegner, and like myself, he is a, an Uber driver and a baseball umpire. So we call ourselves the Uber umpires. No, we don't. I just came up with that. But anyway, uh, Joe, it is a pleasure to have you on the program. Oh, is that my cue? <laughs> That's your Thanks. Cue. Good to be here. This is awesome. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> sitting in my living room talking to a friend yeah that's that's all it is that's all we can do these days right joe that's right but i gotta clean it up so so (laughs) it's gonna be the g pg version today okay okay sounds good to me man i appreciate that uh joe what's it like right now up in boise idaho um you know it's it's pretty normal really i mean there's still traffic on the streets there's not as much traffic um, and you can notice it if you go out a lot like I do, um, cause I'm an Uber driver. Uh, but more people are outside taking advantage of the, you know, and I don't know if that happens every spring cause you know, in the spring, usually I'm not around much mm-hmm. um, this spring I am. So people are out exercising a lot and, uh, Costco's packed, Walmart is packed. The restaurants are closed and all, all carry out delivery kind of thing like that. But, um, yeah, I'd say just less people. Um, where did I go today that, oh, I was like, I went by a big, I went by somewhere and usually the parking lot is just packed and there was, there were no cars in the parking lot. I can't remember where that was today. Um, they all blend together, right? All the trips and the, yeah, the, the drive. Oh, you, no, you got that right. I, they they <laughs> do. I drive, you know, I drive everywhere. Um, I was really, because since we lost our, our um, source of income like you did, you know, and Mm -hmm. I did and Mike did and Bill. Um, I thought, well, I'm going to try Uber and I'm going to try to make $500 a week. And then the governor, our governor, a guy named Brad Little, um, he issued this stay at home order. So I thought, oh, there goes my, there goes my driving. No one's going to be going anywhere, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of just shifted to after 9 PM. Um, I, drive a lot you know i i tell friends and family i drive for uber and they go where are you taking people everyone asks that and i say usually i take service you know people that work at restaurants drive them home people are still having parties at people's houses going over to people's houses to drink a few beers and need ride home need need rides home or need a ride there um i take the i take about two or three booty calls a night i think um usually a girl going to see your guy or a guy going to see a girl the best man of the people joe what's that you are you are a man of the people that's right the best are the guys that say hey can you give me 10 minutes i'll be right back um oh boy no i'm just wow that that never we're heading (laughs) we're heading down a dark path i think we'll we'll move on you know joe Joe, when I started the pro- the the podcast, I was definitely going to talk about some Uber driving experiences and mixing some baseball and sports talk. But unfortunately, I, I stopped driving for Uber uh, during this. 
because Cal California, I don't know, it's such a roll of the dice really to get out there in the public and transport people around. I was going to do it at first, but then, you know, some of the forums I was following on just different drivers and everything saying that, you know, there's not a lot of business. Uh, people are not <laughs> really uh, trying to be their cleanliest selves uh, still. And so I was like, you know what, if, if I don't need the money yet, I'm going to take some time off and just uh, do some other things. So I haven't really had any Uber stories and so, but I've been talking to you a lot about driving up there uh, because yeah, like you said, there's still business and that's really interesting to me that, that, that you're still able to, uh, to get some work in despite everyone kind of staying indoors. I know it's, it's incredible. I, I thought just the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to have to dip into savings and I'm not going to make any money, but I, I make about, well, I make about $700 a week now driving Uber, which I, wow. you know, comes out to almost three grand a month. And I didn't do that before. Maybe I just didn't work hard enough at it. I don't <laughs> but it's I think it is. I'm one of the only drivers, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. it it definitely is interesting to play with the times you drive, at least in my experience, you know, do you start early mornings and go into the afternoon or do you start afternoons and go late? Do you drive all night into an early morning? I I've done it all. I've really tried them also. Anything you find that works for you is, is great. And you know, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> that's pretty good money, especially for, uh, for Boise, Idaho. And yeah, that, yeah exactly. you probably are the only driver out there or one of a few. So maybe some people like yourselves are, are going to reap some uh, heavy benefits from this whole thing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I, I got one lady, I got in and she said, my last driver had a tarp up behind her, you know, dividing the front <laughs> seat and the, and the back seat had a tarp up there. She said, wow. I couldn't see her, but I could talk to her. I guess she didn't get a see-through tarp, just a tarp. I don't know. I did, I that seemed like a lot of work. If I tried to do that, it'd just be a big CF, and I, you know, it ended up falling down and probably mm -hmm. blocking my vision, and I'd wreck my car or something. I don't know. It just oh yeah, it would be bad. <laughs> what can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> For me, usually, yeah. But I, oh well, I've been delivering a lot of food lately. Do you deliver food? Oh really? You, What's that? You don't. You don't deliver food, do you? Uh, I I've done it before. I was gonna do just that for the time being here, and then I said, you know what? Let's let's let this thing play out a little bit. And so when I do get back to it, that's probably what I'll start doing is to get get into some deliveries first, and then you know gradually uh, move into passengers again. That's kind of my plan. Well, the food's not bad right now because the places are all carry out. And delivery so they're more streamlined so you show up and some places will bring you the food and some places you just have to walk in the front door and say hey i'm a, i got an uber eats here for matt and they go here you go and hand it to you and, um wow. you know and the places with drive-through like the fast food places mcdonald's burger king taco bell you can actually go through the drive-through just say hey i'm here mm -hmm. to get so those drive-through people know me well because i i probably hit <laughs> there's a local 24 hour Mexican place here that I probably hit three times a night driving food around. <laughs> and I Man, Joe, you, you were just, look at you. You're, you're, you're feeding the hungry. You're, right. you're doing the work. You are, you are just uh man. You are in a time of crisis. You, you are a, an angel from above, man. Yeah. Well, well, well I, actually it's made me wonder, and maybe you have a thought on this, but say you work at red Robin or Applebee's or, and you're a server 
you know, you don't get paid minimum wage mm-hmm. because they expect you to get tips. Well, now they have these people instead of waiting on tables that are running food to cars and they're not making any tips because I'm not tipping them. Mm-hmm. You know, are they making, did the restaurant have to play, pay those people more now? I mean, they, they must have, I mean, there's yeah, a lot, but, yeah, they probably let some people go and people they did keep around and probably said, Hey, here's what we can do for you. And, uh, you know, whoever's there is there. So it's just a weird, weird time, Joe. Yeah. So I just changed. I guess I, I, I have the opportunity to ask about 20 of those people a night. What's going on? <laughs> I guess I could. Well, be. on your next, on your next visit with us, definitely let us know what they say. Yeah. I will. Some guy, I drive, I drive a cook home from Chili's and he always tips me. He pays me. And then he tips me with a $10 gift certificate to Chili's. So that's like, wow, that's a free meal. It's pretty good. Oh, man, you're racking it in, man. This is (laughs) good for you. I I, I knew we'd get some uh, good conversation with you uh, doing that uh, type stuff. Well, when you're single and you don't have anybody to answer to, you can do a lot of different things, you know? So (laughs) <laughs> it's that funny because <laughs> people talk about being at home and how they fill their time. And since this has happened, I'm really not home that much to watch wow. TV or watch binge Netflix or anything. I'm, I'm home for like an hour at night and then I go to sleep and then I wake up and uh, I try to get a pickleball game in every day with my friends. Cause that <laughs> is a social distancing sport. Cause there's a net between us, you know? So. We try to do that every day. That's that's my exercise these days. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good game. You, yeah. You and Mike should pick it up. <laughs> I don't know if Mike and I should, if it would ever be a friendly game, it would, it would probably turn dark pretty quick. Uh, well, it's, it's, I'm glad to hear that you are doing well in this in this time because so many other people are not. And so it is refreshing to hear hear that from you, John. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I'm I'm. I couldn't be, I mean, I could be happier, I guess. Base, I could have baseball, yeah. but yeah, um, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I can't complain. Well, let's talk about baseball, Joe. You, did you grow up in the Boise area? No, I grew up in a little town of 3,500 people in Idaho named, called Grangeville. And when okay. I was a kid, there was a big leaguer, a, a pitcher that made it the big leagues and played for nine years from Grangeville, Idaho that my parents knew and my uncles knew and went to, you know, cause everybody knows everybody there. So they went to high school with him. And then I moved to a town of Lewiston, Idaho and went to high school there. And that's a real baseball centric town. And uh, they have a college there an NAI school named Lewis Clark state college. And they have the NAI world series there, which is a big deal for that little town of about 30,000 people. So wow. a big deal. So baseball was really important in that town. And so that's kind of how I got the baseball bug, even though I was, I was a better basketball player. <laughs> well, Joe, you eventually, uh, you know, your, your path took you to the minor leagues eventually as an umpire. So what can you tell me about umpiring and, and, and what pushed you to, uh, to get into the minor leagues? Um, really, I was, I was drawn to the game and I was, I, when I was a kid, I used to watch every baseball game on TV that I could, you know, and it's not like now where baseball's on TV all the time, you know, where it's only a certain, so, you know, I was of the generation that when TBS came into my home, it was a big deal because the Braves were on every night, even though they were, they didn't win a lot of games. Um, that was a big deal. And then we got WGN and the Cubs were, you know, so that was a big deal. And I remember seeing this thing, this is, I'll get there eventually. I remember seeing this 
TBS did this special on Jerry Royster. I don't know if anybody remembers him, but he was a utility infielder with the Braves, and they followed him around for for a day, you know, on on the road and just seeing different sites. And he happened to be in Montreal, and I was like, wow, what a cool life that is. That's such a great life. And then, you know, as I got older, I figured out that, well, I'm not going to be Jerry Royster. I think I said Jerry Royce or it's Jerry Royster. I'm not going to be him. I'm, you know, I'm not very good at this. What else can I do to have that lifestyle? So I thought I could, you know, and I was always around, always around the game and interested in the rules and the right calls. And, and I talked to umpires a lot and got to get, got along with them. So I just, and I started hanging out with some umpires after I got out of high school and that's how I got into it. Very cool. What great lifestyle. And it is, you know, get a, get a wake up at 11 o'clock, go eat lunch, come back, and my room's clean. You know? Yeah, some guys have a tough time adjusting uh, back to civilian life after. after I really do. The road okay, where's my, where's my maid? Where's my free maid? <laughs> Joe, what year did you start in the minor leagues? 99. Okay. 1999. And how long were you in the minor leagues? Nine years. Wow. That's a long, long time. You, you, yeah. You're telling me you didn't make your bed in nine years? Nope, I didn't. And you know what? I make my bed every day now. boy. I heard someone give a speech, and I think he was like a general or something. And he said to make your bed every day. This is after I got a baseball. Make your bed every day. And so I just started doing that. That's kind of my habit. I don't have very many good, good habits, but that's one of them. <laughs> I have a lot of bad habits, but one oh, is that I make my bed every day. Wow. Hey, there you go. Getting, getting the day started off right. And then it goes I wish down. I, I, I wish I could tell you who said that. It wasn't Eisenhower. But it was I, no, no, I've seen the clip and it's, it's a really good speech. Uh, it's like yeah, an admiral or something at a graduation. Yeah. You've we'll seen try it, to find huh? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I'm still about to uh, yeah, make my bed here and there. <laughs> but uh, Joe, there there is nothing like being in the minor leagues as an umpire. You try to explain it to people. Everyone answer, asks you the same question when you're coming in or up through it. You know, oh, do you so do you you umpire the same team or you know uh, exactly. which which position are you? Um, are you going to get to the pros one day? Like, uh, <laughs> that, you know, yep, that's one of my question. favorites. This is professional. I usually let, I usually let that one slide. I'm just sure, yeah, yeah, hopefully someday. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you put a long part of your life into the minor leagues, Joe. Any, I mean, just, just a couple of, uh, or, of memories you have, or just when you look back on your career in the minor leagues, what, what do you think about or, or what, what kind of comes to mind? Um, when I look back at the minor leagues, um, uh, I, you know, around five o'clock, you just kind of get antsy every day. Hey, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be in the car at five forty-five. Um, stuff like that. I that I still get over that. I still get through that. Um, gee, what? I guess the car rides with the guys. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, because you're with, well, through a ball, you're with one guy, and then through you know double a and triple a you're with two other guys so you, you're in the car a long time with these guys and and that's what i think about most is those guys and 
you know, sometimes wondering what they're doing or remember a story that he told or remember something stupid that somebody did, which everyone does stupid stuff all the, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not excluding me. They, they probably, hopefully they look, those same guys look back at me and go, you know what? That guy's a pretty funny dude or, you know, or, you know, I hope he's doing okay. I thought he was really weird, but you know, stuff like, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I, I don't know about you and I don't know about everybody else, but the, just the guys that you meet and you, you get to be friends with and you have, you know, you have something in common with them that, you know, you'll, you'll, ha- you'll always have that in common with them until, you know, until I die. Um, yeah. And, I'll- you know, I, I agree with you, Joe. That, yeah. For, for the first few, uh, first few years out. You, yeah. At five o'clock you are like, all right, it's time to get ready and, and head to the head to the yard because most games are at seven, and you yeah. do it almost every single day. Hey, where are my pants? Yeah, that kind yeah. of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're you're really painting a picture for minor league umpires right now. They they're just lazy guys who never make their bed. They just lay around in their hotel room without pants on all day, and then it's five o'clock. It's time to hey, clock. Hey, if you eat, hey, if you you know. You you were on the road. You know how it is. You go get food. You don't eat it at the restaurant. You bring it back to the hotel. <laughs> I had a theory, and I, this theory proves true. When, when you eat and you have clothes on, you always are spilling stuff on yourself. So eat naked. <laughs> because then, the, And you never spill stuff on yourself. And if you do, you just take a shower. Oh, my God. Joe. <laughs> that is probably the most advanced mechanic i have ever heard of that's right that is, wow very, very pro as you like to say yeah that's that's being a pro that's that's going above yeah. and beyond wow that is it took me a, took me a long took you took me a lot of pair of khakis to figure that out what'd you learn in the minor leagues well how to how to eat without clothes on and because <laughs> yeah we don't want to do laundry very often i mean <laughs> no no well that, that's the thing it's a pre laundry laundry's a premium i had a partner who's in the big leagues now, he liked to go do laundry. We'd have a laundry day every week and we'd go to the biggest dive laundromat in the biggest worst part of town everywhere. Wow. Well, it was fun, but that was his deal. It's like, Hey, it's laundry day. Let's go. Yeah. Get our laundry and go off into the ghetto and oh, I don't know, Nashville or Memphis or Des Moines or, you know, every town has a bad, yeah. part, a seedy part of town. Yep, and uh, some people always find it. <laughs> yeah, and he found it. That was wow. Some, some guys like dive bars. Some guys like strip clubs. He liked laundry mats. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Well, Joe, you got out of the minor leagues. Um, you eventually got into college baseball, which what you're doing now. And like me and a few other colleagues, our season got washed away, uh, which which is uh, is tough, and it's tough for everyone. But you were also spent some time as a basketball coach at the college level, correct? So what can you tell me about your experience as a college basketball coach? Uh, well, I was an assistant coach at a junior college. And then my last year, I was the head coach. And I, I liked it. I really liked it. And uh, I would have kept doing it. But, you know, I live 50 miles away from the school. And that's kind of how I got into Uber driver, driving anyway because I live so far away from the school and it just took up a lot of time. And, you know, basketball, you have to be available then the weekends during the spring. And, 
you know, like you, you know, that's when we make our money is the weekends during the spring. So I would have kept doing it. Um, you know, I don't think as far as being a coach, I'm not, I'm far from the greatest coach and I'm probably in the bottom 25th percentile as far as X and X's and O's go and running to practice and things like that. But, um, at that level, you're just trying to get kids to play hard and compete and you're, you know, basketball, it's, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's really, because it's <laughs> about the guys you have. Mm-hmm. Cause you can be the best X and O guy in the world. You can be John Wooden, but if your five guys aren't as good as their five guys, you're, you're probably going to lose mm-hmm. nine out of 10 games. So, um, sure. Sure. And, and, and Joe, as an assistant coach or even as a head coach, what was your interaction with officials? Because you're, you're a former professional baseball umpire. You are a, a college baseball umpire, maybe not at the time or, or maybe later on if there was some overlap. What was it like interacting uh, or maybe arguing with officials or whatever you guys how, – how was that process uh, as far as dealing with officials as a coach? Well, my head coach would always say I always took their side. Cause he'd, he'd argue and I'd go, I'd pull him back. No, no, no. I think he's right. Or, you know, that could have gone either way. Or he's like, you're always taking their side. <laughs> and then I, I grew out of that more and more. And actually when I was head coach the last year, I did get thrown out of a game. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me that story? Well, we have this official, <laughs> we have this official, let's call him Matt. I, I don't know what his name is. Why do you know his name? I don't want to say it. Um, in case one of your three listeners know the guy, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's just, he was way over his head and you know, the type and you know, officials that are just have no business stepping on that, a field like that of that caliber game or that court. And we just, we had this official that was way over our head, way over his head. And we'd complained for a couple of years about him being in the league and, uh, one day we were, we were playing this team that we were totally outmatched against. If we would have came within 30 points, it would have been a moral victory for us. And my best player was driving up the lane and I thought he got fouled. And I always, I always complained about guys not getting fat. Our guys getting, not getting called rather than them calling fouls on us. I don't think I ever complained about that to be honest. But uh, so I complained about that. I, and it was at the other, other end of the court. So I got teed up and then the guy kept, I don't know. The, the, I called the official Matt. I said, you're, you're kind of just like Matt. And he threw me out. And to his credit, I would have thrown myself out too. If somebody calls, oh, see? somebody calls me Bill's Barnes on the field. You're probably going to get run. <laughs> oh, what'd you call me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, people always me? ask. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> don't you compare me to another official or another person or exactly. don't you put me down? Oh, that's hilarious, Joe. And, and you know, <laughs> look, I know you've been in plenty of arguments, plenty of situations where you were on the other end, you were the official. So it, it it's funny to hear that, that you were, the roles were switched and yeah, like you just said so, you, you would have put yourself out. So <laughs> and I told my AD, he, you know, that he, cause he, what was my AD doing? My AD didn't see it. So he asked me about it. And I, you know, he asked me about it five minutes after the fact. So where some guys would be still hot. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I would have thrown myself out too. That's, I got a cheap shot in and it wasn't, 
you know, those guys at the junior college level, they're making $120. So they don't, you know, they don't have yeah. to put up with my stuff, my crap for 120 bucks. You know, if we were paying $2,000, they'd put up with more of my crap, but we were yeah, there you go. Well, it's good to hear some humility from the uh, the coach's side, but you know, you also have a yeah, ton of experience I mean, on the shooting side, so that that's a benefit. Right. You don't look at things. Well, Joe, I, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you don't look well, at things. I was going to say, if you don't look at things from both sides, you're shortchanging everybody, mostly yourself, right? I mean, at all times, that's and even when you umpire, you got to understand that. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a few situations uh, that where things maybe get personal yeah. or, or whatever from, from, but I think in general, Joe, most, most coaches are trying to win a ball game. They, they, they're trying to do what they think is necessary to help them do that. And so sometimes as officials, we have to, we have to put ourselves in their shoes because we want them to put themselves in our shoes at times. So it's just, it's just a, a given yeah. trade. No, and, that's well put. You're right. You know, see if, and that said, anybody who crosses the line, hey, sorry, no sympathy right. for you. Um, so plenty of time for that, too. Um, Joe, I, I want to bring up a subject that you talked to me about and you're pretty passionate about. Uh, you have a goal of umpiring a baseball game in all 50 states. And you, you called me up and you were telling me the whole story and it was fascinating. So I'd like you to share that with our listeners and, and tell them, you know, Oh, a college game or a professional game? No, you want to umpire any kind of baseball game in every state, right? right? Well, yeah, so far I'm lucky that the lowest level game I've had to do is a Division Two game in Montana because that's all there is. Besides, I guess there is a low minor league in Montana. But, um, well, just, you know, a lot of Americans, I'd say a majority of the Americans, you know, when they think about it, they want to get to all 50 states. So, you know, they want to, they want to be, you know, but say you fly through New York city on the way to Jamaica, is that really going to New York? Uh, you know, <laughs> people count it and some people count it and some people don't. And I just decided, well, you know, I want to go to all 50 States, but what do I do that's unique to me that, you know, is, you know, it's not unique to me, but you know, it's outside of 2% of the population. I'm probably one of the few people that I'm, you know, there's only 2% of us that do it, right? Or have officiated sport. That's what's unique to me. So I thought, thought you know, some people want to spend the night in every every state. Some people want to catch a fish in every state. Some people want to go rafting in it, whatever. I just want to umpire a baseball game because that's what I do. Because that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's what I like to do most. So I, when I got out of minor league baseball, I I was at 39 states. And I was like, damn, that's pretty close. So. I think I mm -hmm. could be the first guy to do it. I don't really care if I'm the first guy to do it. I don't want any notoriety for it. I'm not going to write a book about it. I'm not going to make a documentary. You know, a lot of people have asked me that because I went to New England this year and had to tell this story a lot, you know, because a guy from Idaho was in New England doing baseball in the summer. And they let, you know, so I ran into a lot of people like, what are you doing here? And uh, I had to tell them this story. So, you know, I'm not going to write a book about it. I don't want a newspaper article about it. I don't want to be in Sports Illustrated. Um, I don't want to. I don't want any of that. I just want to know I did it to my for myself. And you know what? I start talking to guys about it, and then they start thinking, "Well, let me see," and then they start counting. And it's interesting where guys <laughs> have been. And you know, then I ask, and it's a great conversation piece because a guy will say, "Yeah, I've been to 
Louisiana. And I said, really? Why? And then he'll tell me why. And I was like, then I'll be like, have you ever gone back to Louisiana or, or did you ever think you'd go to Louisiana or do you have any reason to go to, I'm just picking that out, picking that. And they're like, yeah, no, not really. Just happened to be in a league that went to Louisiana. You know, I'm just picking that out, but um, you know, so it just, it's a great conversation thing and it's just something for me personally. And I don't want any credit for it. And, but uh, you know, these last four, I'm down to four States and I'm going to need a little help now. So now I'm, kind of soliciting yeah. some help and this summer i hope baseball gets going and maybe i'll take a road trip in august and the four state i know <laughs> i know everyone's anxious you know the four states are uh, west virginia mississippi alabama and hawaii the best for last i've never been to hawaii okay well what well those are all right by each other west so i'm virginia, sure i was in a league up. <laughs> that included a team in Charleston, West Virginia, and I got promoted before I got to go to the town. I was going to go to the town the oh. next week, and I got promoted. And I didn't wow. think any, I didn't think of it back then because I was just an A ball. I was happy to get out of there, you know, like everybody is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm getting promoted. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I wish I would have stuck around just another week. But whatever. <laughs> it's been fun. I've been wow. Playing. Well. Yeah, so you're just gonna reach out to some people down there, or just gonna show up at a field uh, <laughs> yeah, with they, some they summer ball? Hey guys, can I umpire? My bag and with my plate gear on. Go, you guys need an umpire? Yeah, it's like it's like showing up at the basketball courts, right? You guys need another? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. I should do that one. I, I can picture you doing it though, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I can. Hey, you guys, mind if I work third base? <laughs> Oh my That'd goodness, Joe! It is that, so fun, so fun to talk to you. And I, I hope that this summer rolls around and you're able to accomplish that goal. I, I would love to go to Hawaii with you and work there. I've never been to Hawaii, one of the few states I haven't been to. Well, so you're you're the we'll first guy on my list for guys I want to go to Hawaii with because you know don't you need to go with somebody? So I I've actually had conversations about that. <laughs> yeah. With. We'll definitely need two different rooms, though, because uh, I've heard about your eating habits, uh, and I don't, tell you any, what. I don't well, want any we'll part just, of that. We'll go out to restaurants. We'll, we'll sit down. We'll have a meal. Um, you know, I okay. just, I don't know. What, 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 did you go out and sit down and eat a lot at places when you were in the minors? I mean, because you're trying to save a No, pot, I was right? – yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, you're trying not to eat fast food because it's, you know, terrible for you. But you're trying to eat something that's uh, – not too expensive. It was usually a sandwich, right? You find a, a sandwich subway. at a deli subway and, and, and walk back to the room. And That's it there. Funny. When, you know, I, I wanted to watch uh, sports center for the fifth consecutive time and, and uh, you know, maybe watch, right. <laughs> I love Lucy or something in the middle of the day. It was, so. uh, law and yeah. order was big when I was in the minors. I think I've seen every law and order. Yeah. I have a friend that I can call up and go, Hey, <laughs> Remember the Law and Order that opens up with the wife getting murdered in the foyer of her house, and the guy, my friend, will go, "Yeah, the the uh, the husband does it because he's sleeping with this other girl, and he'll he'll know the whole story. He he can tell me the whole story. All I have to do is give him the lead, and he can tell me the whole thing." I'm like, how do you remember? That's that? fantastic. Oh my! And he wasn't even an umpire. <laughs> yeah, you know it's that's his problem. <laughs> 
Yeah, Joe, it's been, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, man. I knew I knew we'd have some uh, entertaining uh, talk here. What what have you been doing uh, with the podcast? Have you been tuning in? Have you? Li- I know you listened to uh, Bill Barnes once or twice. Well, I listen to the uh, guys are you, are you I kinda... know. I listened to I listened to Mike's Jarbo, and I listened to Bill Barnes twice. And I heard you were going to have Val on, but I, you know, I I didn't want to. If I wanted to watch a love story, I'd watch when Harry met Sally. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that mushy stuff. So we probably lost a few. <laughs> we tried that time. Um, so those <laughs> you have listened to, I will listen to the baseball coach. I, I, I'm interested on his perspective because, uh, you know, I baseball people. I like baseball people. So anyone that you know is a baseball guy, yes. I like. Um, plus, I like to hear about the future of where he thinks the game's going or what's good for the game or what's bad for the game. And, you know, I like to talk about the big stuff like this, this uh, coronavirus thing, you know, you talk about the big stuff. This will probably teach a lot of industries or a lot of people, you know, Hey, we should probably do it this way all the time. Like for instance, I was at my chiropractor <laughs> today and, you know, they spray between patient patients, they spray everything down and, and wipe everything. And I'm like, I asked the girl, I said, hey, are you tired of cleaning stuff yet? And she goes, yeah. And I said, you'll probably keep doing it though, right? And she goes, yeah, th- we should probably do it this way all the time. So just examples like that <laughs> is like they, sh- you know, like office people will probably figure out you that, hey, we don't have to have everyone come to the office five days a week or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can point to a It'll million do- things. Uh-huh. It'll definitely change a lot. It'll be curious what, what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah, you're totally right. But uh, Joe, yeah, Joe, it, it's so fun. I'm glad you were able to jump on the podcast. And I, I thank you so much for uh, being a listener. And you always provide some feedback, whether a text message or something. So I knew we had to get you on, especially as one of the only uh, Uber umpire That's guys right. like That's myself. Uh, probably in the We're a group of two. Yeah. <laughs> we we do share a lot of stories and it's fun that we were able to, to share a few here any anything else joe with the, any parting thoughts or comments um, no not really just uh if you're, if you're ever looking for someone to chat with for a half hour give me a call i'd, I'd like to do this i've had a lot of fun i uh Oh, great. Yes, dude, you're, you're, you're up on the list, just like I'm on your Hawaii list and we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back uh, quite often. One, though, Cause I can't stand this. I can't stand my voice. So it's just like hearing the answer machine, like, Oh <laughs> no, that's what I sound like. I, I I'm right there with you. Yeah, not on your no, voice, on my voice. You're, oh, you're doing it every day. I mean, <laughs> I, I know it's to hear me. I, I guess, you know, <laughs> it's nice when equipment works and, and I'm not the most tech savvy guy. So I'm, I'm trying to improve that. And yeah, I, I hear other people's voices are great. I, hear mine. <laughs> I heard, well, I was in the, it is what it is. The car once with my father and we were listening to NPR and there was a, they had a so-called expert on the radio talking about something. And I, my dad goes, do you know who that is? I go, no, I can't catch it, but it sounds familiar. He goes, he goes, that's me. I was like, what? So that was my father. I was riding in the car. I didn't even know that was him talking on the radio. Wow. Yeah. So now I pay attention <laughs> to stuff like that. I try to oh, man. Names. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Gelda, you're you're a, you're a great friend. You're a great baseball guy, as you and I both uh, like to, you know, talk with baseball people. And so it's been a fun conversation. And thank you for being here. And we will have you back again. You bet, Matt. Hey, I, I really had fun. Thanks a lot. Say hi to everyone for me. All right. Oh, we'll do. We'll do. You uh, yeah, you have a good day clothes. and take care. Bye. <laughs> Joe Stegner taking us around third and getting us home safe for the weekend. Thank you for joining us today, my friend. What what an energetic guy and just some funny and quirky stories and outlook on life. I'll tell you what, every time I, I have lunch now, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be smiling and laughing and uh, I'll think twice about making my bed and uh, five o'clock uh, rolls around. Think about heading to the stadium like I used to. A lot of good memories, Joe. Thank you so much for bringing it hard on a uh, on a Friday. Guys, that wraps up another week of shows for us here on the Get Home Safe podcast. It has been just so exciting, so many great guests, so much fun to talk to everybody we came across. Uh, we look forward to next week. We can promise you some great shows, some more great guests. Every single day we got guests lined up, and we're bringing you a wide range of guests and a various perspectives i just want to say uh it was great having sports on last night to watch the nfl draft even though it's just guys in suits talking about football and projections and most of them will be wrong but that was a lot of excitement last night to be able to watch the nfl draft uh big news uh, with us on the podcast that we did add an instagram account to get home safe podcast is the instagram name you can follow us there as well as Twitter. Get Home Safe Pod is the handle. We have a Get Home Safe Facebook page. On the Get Home Safe Podcast is the name of our page. We have email address, Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. So you can contact us any way there. You can send us uh, information, questions. We're going to put out pictures every day, the night before. We're going to post episodes and all these different platforms, just really trying to build the show. And build our listenership. Uh, it continues to grow, and that's a tribute to all of you. So thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to next week. We kick it off with Landon Goodwell, a former college football player. He will get us going on Monday morning. He'll talk about the, the work he's now doing in uh, Arizona after football, but we'll talk about a lot of his playing days at the University of Texas, El Paso. On Tuesday, we bring in Chris Albaugh. He is a public address announcer for uh, Cal State Fullerton Baseball, as well as the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. He has experience working with the Raiders. He has a ton of experience as a fill-in, a backup for the Clippers, the Dodgers, the Angels. So he's going to tell us what it's like to be a public address announcer in Southern California. Wednesday, we bring back Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Always controversial, always colorful. Lots of random thoughts and strong opinions from our weekly guest. On Thursday, 
we are moving in a new direction. We will be joined by Jason Hike, a former college football official. He now does great work in men's recovery out in the Hollywood area. He'll talk about what it was like working football with yours truly as we came up together in junior college and Division three. even worked a Division one AA game together. So a lot of fun stories and memories with Jason. On Friday, another one of my former working partners, my California League baseball umpire, former minor league baseball umpire, ex-AAA, current college baseball umpire, Christopher Gonzalez. He's now in sales up in the San Jose area, but he'll tell us all about his minor league journey as well as a fun year in 2012 where Chris and Matt roamed the California League and took it by storm. So looking forward to hearing from him on Friday. That is our lineup for next week. Can't wait to share it with you. Really looking forward to all of those conversations and looking forward to hearing from you as well. So whatever you are doing this weekend, guys, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.